Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the contents in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Sean Kane, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. We're here today with Madelamini, Principal of Immaculate Conception School in Towson, and Ms. Trish Collins, who's a marketing and media specialist for the school. Ladies, welcome back to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. So um, what's been happening at ICS uh, since the last time we spoke? I'm sure you're, there are lots of things going on, and um, people are anxious to hear. I know you got some open houses coming up, and it'd um, be great just to kind of reorient uh, people with the school. And maybe you could begin by reminding people where it is and the size of the school and talk a little bit about the general programs that are offered um, from athletics to academics to fine arts. All right, well, we are located in the heart of Towson. We have about 570 some students, and we are preschool through eighth grade. We have our middle school students in a separate building, and we offer Spanish. Um, We have an amazing art teacher who is introducing all kinds of new artistic things that we've never tried in the past. What else, Trish? We have two open houses coming up, Mm -hmm. and if you would like to see what Immaculate Conception School is all about, you really should consider coming to our open houses. Our first open house is Wednesday, October uh, 12th, and it is a middle school open house. It's geared towards students, fourth and fifth grade students who are considering their options for middle school. Um, It is an evening open house from 6.30 until 8.30. The doors open at 6.15. So if you have a middle school student uh, to be, and you are thinking of the future Future for your fourth or fifth grader, please consider coming to our open house. We would love to see you there. You'll have the opportunity to interact with our students as they're the tour guides, as well as all of our middle school staff and all of our special teachers. They're all on hand. And our homeschool association representatives are there as well to talk with you about all that they do in regards to the middle school. Then we have a general open house in November. That is November 10th, and that is a Thursday morning. So mark your calendar now so you can take off work. It's from 9.30 until 11.30 in the morning. The doors open at 9 for registration, and we would love to see you there as well. And that is for all grades. So if you have a middle school student-to-be and you can't make it on the for the October 12th open house, consider coming to the one in November. That open house is for pre-K through 8th grade, and it's during the day, so you have the opportunity to go into the classrooms. The tour guides are our parents, and they'll give you their insight as to what it's like to be a parent at the school and have their student in the school, but you'll go into the classrooms and see the kids as they're interacting with the teachers. You'll see what the day is like at ICS, at least through the morning hours. So if you're looking for an option for your student for next year or even transitioning this year, moving to the area, we would love for you to consider Immaculate Conception School. Um, One of the things I think that makes ICS unique from middle school perspective is the fact that you have a completely separate building for the middle school and that's a rare asset among you know Catholic elementary schools so talk a little bit about um, what that building offers and the space that it offers these students that especially for those who started there as little three-year-olds who are now 
looking for that separate experience that they no longer feel that they need to leave the middle school to have to be I, treated like middle school students. Right. I th we are very, very fortunate. The building that the middle school students are in was a former high school, and it is a high school feel. From the moment you walk in there, the students have their own lockers, um, and having that building, it has given us access to a high school-sized gym. The students who are in middle school are now learning management, time management. They're going to be going from one building to the next, from one class to another, and I think they're really well prepared for high school. They're just more used to getting around the building and knowing what they need to do. We also have our teachers who are in that building. They really do encourage an environment where their middle school students, they're really ready for high school, and they're treated in a way that lets them know they're going to be well prepared when they go. And we have a uh, motto at ICS, be respectful, be responsible, mm -hmm. be kind. Well, that responsible part really holds yes. true for the middle school students. They are held to be responsible for their time, to make sure they're prepared for class. They're given the time to do that, but they have to work within that time frame. So again, as Mrs. Meany was saying, when they get to high school, they know the drill. They're prepared, they're, and they're really well prepared when they get to high school. We, When we uh, speak with the admissions directors from the high schools, um, they are always so welcoming and so thrilled to get ICS students because they know when they are what they're getting. They know they're getting students who are academically prepared and um, as far as their Christian faith, their Catholic faith, they're prepared there, but they're also prepared with their the responsibility and the management that they need to have and being uh, hopefully very successful in high school. So let's talk a bit about the uh, academic preparation. We've, we've spoken a little bit about the fact that the separate space um, prepares them for what it'll be like to be in a high school managing their time and knowing what books they need because they're gonna have to travel from building to building. Let's talk a bit about what you're doing to prepare them academically. I know um, the middle school has a, like a science lab, and there's a lot of... Two science labs. Yeah, so talk a little <laughs> bit about that program and the curriculum that's involved in that, 3D printing, whatever you know you think that helps make these kids such great um, future high school students. Well, one thing, the Sea Perch program, which is something that our eighth graders do in science, they actually get to build robots that they then take to one of the local high schools, Calvert Hall, and they put it in their swimming pool and they have contests. They're all created by the students. They have different challenges for different groups. And I think it really prepares them to learn about technology, to work together as a team, because that's really important, and to try to be successful. But I think that really, it gives them an incentive. And, and robotics pulls in a number of different curricular areas, right? We're not talking about just, I mean, we're talking computers, science, math, I mean, a whole host of skills, right? We're a stream school. Yes. Science, technology, religion, engineering, art, and math. And that being said, in the sciences, the kids have the opportunity, um, again, we have four science teachers on our campus. We have one for the, two for elementary and two for middle. So, um, they're a strong team. They work together as a team. At the end of the school year, we have a big stream program that's presented to the public. It's open to the public, but it's worked into the curriculum, and they work together with other teachers um, 
as far as making sure, say in art, the art teachers will work with the science teachers on projects. Math teachers will work with language arts teachers on progress. It's cross-curriculum and it pulls the stream together. But in science, they do have, as Mrs. Meany said, the um, Sea Perch project for eighth grade, but they have a lot of other projects that they work on. And it's not like a science fair because it is part of the curriculum. It's like a living, breathing, ongoing thing that goes throughout the entire school year. Um, but then when, when it comes to technology, we have smart boards in every classroom and we also have a laptop program for our middle school students where, not laptops, I'm sorry, okay. iPad program for our middle school students, but laptops for the lower grades to use. We have two laptop cards for them. Um, we have... Um, and a computer lab. And a computer lab. And then we also are starting a robotics after school club with uh, middle school. So as far as technology goes, we're very involved there. When it comes to religion, we share our Catholic identity in everything we do. We have a school community mass once a week, and it's beautiful. And if you ever have the opportunity to come, it's at 145 on Thursday. So we'd love to see you there. The students sing at the mass. They participate in the mass as far as bringing up the gifts and speaking. And it's just really, it's a fun mass. The kids love it. Um, for engineering, again, that ties in with the science and technology. Our art program is so exciting. We have a fabulous art teacher, and I'm so looking forward to the spring art show. It's just going to be fantastic. But again, the art works into everything that we do. We have an All Saints um, program for uh, All Saints Day coming up, and in that being said, she works with the teachers as far as getting prepared for what they're going to do, presenting projects for the saints. I mean, it's just, it's really, the art program's fabulous. And then when it comes to math, math is amazing at ICS. Last year, our standardized test scores, we thought, couldn't get any better. We scored a 97%, which was truly, truly amazing. Well, this past year, that was two years ago, this past year was actually a 98. Wow. I mean, it, it is unreal. And our kids coming out of Immaculate Conception School, going into the high schools, last year the uh, cumulative scholarship number was $300,000 which in itself is amazing. It's incredible. It yeah. is. It yeah. really is. And it shows how sought after the kids are from by the high schools. And we'll be back in just a moment with more about Immaculate Conception School. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world from the Catholic Review. With the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, the patron saint of animals, coming up on October 4th, we find a biblical connection between humans and animals, especially their pets. In the Archdiocese of Baltimore, several priests have doggy companions. Their pets help start conversations, greet visitors and school children, and help their owners stay fit. Read more about priests and their pets and see photos in the October issue of the Catholic Review and online. Every four years, the U.S. Catholic bishops issue a new version of Forming Consciences for Faithful Citizenship, a statement that reminds American Catholics of their duty to be involved in the political process. The bishop's statement says, this statement represents our guidance for Catholics in the exercise of their rights and duties as participants in our democracy. 
The introduction continues. The permanent principles of the Church's social doctrine constitute the very heart of Catholic social teaching. These are the principles of the dignity of the human person, the common good, subsidiarity, and solidarity. These principles are the expression of the whole truth about man known by reason and faith. As the general election nears and early voting begins in Maryland, the Catholic Review highlights these four precepts by showing how Catholics in the Archdiocese live them out every day. See stories about the Esperanza Center for Immigrants, the House of Hope for Homeless, a student with Down syndrome attending a Catholic school, and a new women's center on Bel Air Road that provides an alternative to abortion. Where do the candidates for Congress stand on issues important to Catholics and the Church? See their responses to a survey by the Maryland Catholic Conference and Maryland's Catholic Publications in the October issue of the Catholic Review and online at mdcathcon.org. That's mdcathcon.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Christopher Gunty. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android. And follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Q1370 WQLL. And we're back with the principal of Immaculate Conception School and the marketing and media specialist talking about all the great things happening at Immaculate Conception. So we've talked a little bit about the uh, the middle school. Let's let's also talk about um, kind of the other end of the spectrum, which is the the great pre-K and and um, kindergarten programs at Immaculate. So I know from my own experience with my own kids that that really established a great foundation for the rest of their um, their experience in in grade school and beyond. So talk about uh, what makes those programs special and why people should consider sending their child to your school, especially at those that early age. I think one of the words you just said is why? Special. We have specials for our kindergarten, first grade, and pre-K students. And what I mean by that is they go to computer, they go to Spanish, they have art, they have science, they have everything. Everything that the upper grades have from the very beginning. So a student coming out of Immaculate Conception School has nine years of Spanish under their belt, which is why a lot of our kids going into high school end up going into Spanish too. They skip right over Spanish mm -hmm. one. They have nine years of Spanish, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But I but think the other thing that is special are the teachers. Mm -hmm. We have a teacher and an assistant in mm -hmm. each room. We have very small class sizes, yes, and do. that way we can really focus intentionally on... Small. Intentionally Intentionally, yeah. yes. And we can take the children and work with them academically, but it gives them time socially as well. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a wonderful environment for It them. really is. 
and in terms of the layout of the building they're they're actually in integrated into you know what's their how what's the how's the campus laid out in terms of the pre-k program now the pre-k well it's it's funny it's a, it's a, the pre-k program is at the end of a long hallway and it just goes pre-k kinder, first grade kindergarten so they're all on one so level they're integrated into the part of the you know the the, the school. In other words, they don't feel like they're apart no. from the oh, elementary school. Oh, no, yeah. not at they all. They are apart. Yeah. Oh, no. Pre-K, kindergarten, first grade are all together. Mm -hmm. And as far as feeling part of the school, we have buddies. The older kids are with the younger kids, partnered for special projects, for service projects, of which we do many, and for special masses. So the older kids, and they also, this is really fun, and the little kids love it. The 6th, um, 7th, the and 8th grade students also have opportunities to come and read to the children. So they they definitely feel apart. Our kindergartners actually now eat in the dining hall with first and second grade, which is new this year. But it's again so everybody feels more as one mm -hmm. community. They're bringing them along. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned the uh, uh, the spirituality of the school, and that really manifests itself in the service that is done. Uh, so that uh, obviously at all of our Catholic schools we. Um, pride ourselves on the fact that 100% of our students engage in community service of some kind. Can you talk about how your school makes a particular emphasis on that? Well, the last thing we participated in was the Jessica Meredith Jacobson race. And I was amazed at how many of our faculty members participated and how many of our students showed up. We had 101 students show up to run in the race. I counted Completely them. Completely voluntary. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And this is a, a race that uh, raises money for it raises money House of Ruth House of, House of Ruth and also for the Knights of Columbus who have a scholarship program for Immaculate Conception mm -hmm. School right and um, so obviously the race is just one of many service opportunities for kids who are in the school we work closely with um, Sarah's Hope we work with the House of Ruth, and we have worked with Our Daily Bread. Ronald McDonald We also House. worked with the Ronald McDonald House. And, um, and then we do a lot of service projects, too, that um, because we're affiliated with many of the area's senior homes and the Senior Citizen Center. So we will do cards and placemats for holidays, um, just letting them know that somebody's thinking about them. And they love getting cards from the children because the cards are creative and crazy and mm -hmm. you know they're just dear so um, talk a little bit about the facilities um, you know we've spoken about things like the science lab but you have a uh, an auditorium I know you have a fabulous theater program uh, a dance program a great you know band and orchestra and chorus to so talk about um, you know if there's a parent out there who'd like to see their child kind of progress on that track what opportunities there are well we have a theater group it's um, the Performing Arts Committee, and they start in the fall preparing the students for both on stage and off stage um, activities as far as theater goes because not every student wants to be on stage. So they learn the technical side of it as well sound, lighting, etc., costume, design. Set. Yeah. set everything so um, and then in the spring usually in March we put on a musical production that's open to the public you're welcome to come um, this year's production is the music the man? music man oh, nice. yeah so it's gonna be a lot of fun it's an older uh, show so I think that'll be good for the kids to experience something mm -hmm. like that um, but then we also have a band that is phenomenal we actually have two bands we have a beginner band and then our concert band and um, directed by Miss 
Dennis Weglin, who uh, is a instructor throughout the Archdiocese at many of the schools. And we have two choirs, an elementary school choir and a middle school choir. And they perform not only at school functions, but they have performed at St. Joseph's. They perform at Barnes & Noble with a Christmas um, uh, program that we have there and um, they perform at our spring concert as well as our Christmas concert and then they also perform at the masses which is wonderful um, leading all the other students in song um, as far as the dance we have a dance group for middle school and then we have an extreme movers group for the lower grades so they can start to express themselves mm -hmm. and understand movement on stage um, which and you, is and you have access to a, a full theater we which do, again, we do. a lot of schools don't have and you're blessed to have that space again because of the former high school building. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, and then... Um, I we know. also have a TV studio. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. We have a TV studio that um, we have seven crews of students. They rotate week to week. Um, there are six to seven kids on each team, and they come in early. They're very dedicated. They come in by 7, 10 in the morning, and they produce a little segment that starts our day off every day at 8 o'clock called ICS in the Morning. Um, the kids write the script. They run all of the technology with it, the sound and the tri caster there is a floor director so somebody's in charge of the whole process and then two students are on camera and this is every single morning and these kids are phenomenal in doing this I love I love when we start the new year because it's great to see the kids that did it last year the students who did it last year and how they lead and how they you know just guide the new students and show them everything and really work with a team and these kids are not grouped together by friends. These groups are mixed up. There's sixth, seventh, and eighth graders that may not even know each other. They're just meeting each other for the first time these first couple weeks of school. And by the end of the school year, they are a team and they work together so strongly and so solidly and they're friends, yeah. which is nice because it helps to blend the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade more, um, just that they get to know kids at different levels. Again, it's a unique opportunity to learn a skill set that typically kids wouldn't have access to before high school, and no. in some cases college. No, actually I've talked to alumni who say to me, Mrs. Collins, we don't even have a TV studio like this at our yeah, high school. Right. And it, it is really unique so opportunity. A, yeah, it's it a is. great thing. And it's another potential career for people who, you know, you're planting those seeds at an early age to say, if this is something you like doing, then maybe you'll be able to do this later in life. Mm -hmm. So quickly talk to me about the athletic facilities. I know the school made some investments over the last few years in the athletic fields and a scoreboard. And it has very much a kind of a high school feel to it. Well, it it is a former high school building. It does have that field. Uh, we have an amazing field, and we have soccer, lacrosse, cross country, track and field, and then basketball. Uh, basketball, volleyball. Yeah, uh, so a number many of opportunities teams. for yes. your athletes. Yes. Now I'm going to ask you to toot your own horn a little bit on the enrollment side. The school is is one of the you know best schools in the diocese on a number of counts, including. Uh, from an enrollment standpoint, what do you hear from parents? What makes them want to send their kids to Immaculate? I think it's because they know that when they leave Immaculate, their children are going to have options to go to any high school they want. They are well-prepared. They're well-rounded children. They have a good Catholic upbringing, and academically, they are prepared. And I do feel strongly, um, as a former parent of Immaculate Conception School, 
there is a very strong sense of community at mm -hmm. ICS. Uh, everybody jumps in and volunteers. We have a wonderful homeschool association with many moms and dads who just do so many extra things to make the school as successful as it is. As far as you mentioned the um, sports, all of those sporting activities are led by parents. Parent volunteers who are either taking off work early or coming in after a long day of work and coming back, coaching the kids and then making sure they're at all of these CYO events and ICS events throughout the weekends and weeknights. So our sense of community at Immaculate Conception School is strong, it's loving, and it's nurturing. And I think that uh, in coming in, I think you sense that right away. Give us real quick uh, a, a website address that people can go to to find out more about the open house and just to learn more about um, the school. www.theimmaculate.org is our website. And you can also check us out on Facebook and we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram. If you want to really see a feel day to day, there are tons of photographs and a lot of information on social media about ICS as well. Perfect. Uh, Trisha, Maddie, thanks for being with us to talk about Immaculate Conception School. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.